You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath on this beautiful Thursday, September 23rd, the day before my wife's birth, by the way. Her birthday's the 24th, so one of those things I need to say. I'm not going to be on formally tomorrow, Friday, which is her birthday, so I want to wish her a happy birthday today. Amen. And uh, grateful for a wonderful bride. Anyway, so it is a Thursday the 23rd. We're doing morning breath. What is morning breath? It is a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, we spend time in the Word, uh, time with the Lord, ask Him to speak to us, uh, you know, as we're in the Scripture, but we always know that that turns into speaking to others as well because the Word of God's alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so it cuts when it comes in and helps us, and it cuts when it comes out to help others. And so we're just getting into the Word, and it's a healthy, good thing to get in the Word every day. Pastor David is here with me. I say we because I always do morning breath with a co-host. And so uh, how you doing today, Pastor David? I'm doing great. I'm awesome. doing great. I'm excited for everything that's going on at the church. I mean, we've got some really st- cool stuff going down. we yeah. got our groups launched a little bit ago, and they went yeah. an incredible night of worship. Yeah. And now, man, rolling into this school year with all we've got, you know, in our community, it's just man, it's just been a, re- a really cool season at the church. Yeah, building a building. Yeah, building that's, a building. That's like watching that go up is really really cool. Absolutely, yeah. it's like the foundation getting poured. It's like yeah. seeing it come to life. Yep. And so and and. and even, you know, right along with it, just the testimonies of hope and breakthroughs yes, coming yes. through in people's Come lives. It's been so cool. Yeah, because we're not just building a building. We're building people. Amen. You know, building the kingdom. So that's a cool thing. Anyway, tell the folks how to get involved. Man, we want you guys to jump in, follow along with Morning Breath. Here's some ways you can do it. One, you the best way to get anything East Coast East from Morning Coast Breast to, to the messages on the weekend to groups we have, get our app. Like Pastor yeah. Andrew said, get our app. You know, go go download that to your mobile device and you'll yep. be good. Also go to our website. You can find the itinerary there. You can also go to any of our social media platforms to follow along with us for what's going on and what we're, what we're doing as a church. And check us out on YouTube as well. YouTube is another big one yep. where you can find the program. Or you can just call a church at 321-452-1060 and we will take care of you. Yep, email or mail you out uh, a chapter list so you know which mm-hmm. chapter to read and you can read along with us because that's, that's how to really make it powerful is you get into the chapter, you read it, you spend some time in it, and then listen and then mm-hmm. get some things confirmed in your own heart or maybe learn some things you didn't you know, when you read it. So that's why we have two people read it because Pastor David will see things I didn't mm-hmm. and hopefully I'll see some things he didn't. Amen. We, uh, we, we grow and kind of lean on each other that way. Amen. It's just a good thing. So we are in chapter 13 of Second Samuel. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, David, but I have... Uh, a new a, Bible. I have a, my new Morning Breath Bible. What my, is this? My other one uh, has fallen apart. What'd you do with it? Uh, I got it. It's, okay. you know, I... I, I, I I melted gold and poured. No, I didn't. It's just sitting in its box <laughs> Two on my desk. On the top, yeah, it's got like cherubim like, yeah. and seraphim <laughs> around it. And yeah, I, I'm like, I. It starts at Genesis 26 because Genesis 1 through 26 fell out, and all the first pages. It's got no cover anymore. It's just pages. But uh, you know, I use it for. I probably use that Bible for 20 years, wow. on a daily basis. So you, it. I got. I got a lot of mileage out of it, man. So I started a Bible breaking like that. in a new one. Yep, at my house, based inspired off of your Morning Breath Bible. <laughs> I was like, man, 
So good. Yeah, I by the grace of God, I've worn out a few Bibles in my life, so that's Come on. that's a fun thing to do. Come on. You know, if, when I was a carpenter, I wore out boots. Right. You know, I wore out my jeans. You yeah. know, I wore out my tools. I I literally wrote in this Bible that's by my bedside huh? um, uh, to David, my son. So in it, in the four notes with it dated. Nate. So this way, oh, you know, and then I'm dating the times on which, you know. Yeah, none of my kids want mine because there's not enough left <laughs> of it to give it to them. But, yeah. Or are you, are you seeing the footnotes, Matt keeps on. Yeah, 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 yeah there kidding, you go. There you go. No, it's all right. What I uh, would love to do is get all my notes from the first one into this one. Oh, wow. But it's a big process. That would so. be a lifetime. Yeah, it, well, hopefully it doesn't take me that well. <laughs> That's all I got is my lifetime, right? Anyway, so let's get into there. Uh, We're going to break it, what, at 20? No, 19, 21. Okay. 20. No, I'm going to read through 20. You're going to take it at 21. You were right. I didn't understand you. I'm going to read New King James. How about you? New King James. Let's do it. Right, Pastor Dan. And I said, you read, sir. After this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar. And Ammon, the son of David, loved her. Ammon was so distressed over his sister Tamar that he became sick, for she was a virgin, and it was improper for Ammon to do anything to her. But Ammon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. Now Jonadab was a very crafty man, and he said to him, Why are you, the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Will you not tell me? Ammon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me food and prepare the food in my sight, that I may see it and eat from her hand. Then Ammon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Ammon said to the king, Please let Tamar, my sister, come and make a couple of cakes for me in my sight, that I may eat from her hand. And David sent home to Tamar, saying, now go to your brother Ammon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother's house, Ammon's house, and he was lying down. And then she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and baked the cakes. And she took the pan and placed them out before him, but he refused to eat. Then Ammon said, Have everyone go out for me. And they all went out from him. Then Ammon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the bedroom, that I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them to Ammon, her brother, in the bedroom. Now when she had brought them to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come lie with me, my sister. But she answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing should be done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful thing. And I, where could I take my shame? And as for you, you would be like one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, please speak to the king for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not heed her voice, and being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Ammon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. And Ammon said to her, Arise, be gone. So she said to him, No, indeed, this evil of sending me away is worse than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. Then he called his servant who attended him and said, Here, put this woman out away from me and bolt the door behind her. Now she had on a robe of many colors, for the king's virgin daughters wore such apparel. And his servant put her out and bolted the door behind her. Then Tamar put ashes on her head, tore her robe of many colors that was on her, and laid her hand on her head and went away crying bitterly. But when... King David heard of all these things. He was very angry. And Absalom spoke to his brother Ammon, nearly, 
neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon, and because he forced his sister Tamar, and it came to pass that after two full years that Absalom had sheep sharers and Baal Hazor, which is near Ephraim. So Absalom invited all of the king's sons. Then Absalom came to the king and said, Kindly note, your servant has sheep shearers. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all go now, lest we be a burden to you. Then he urged him, but he would not go, and he blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. And the brother said to him, Why should you? Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him. So he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Watch now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say to you, Strike Amnon, then kill him. Do not be afraid, for I have not for have I not commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all of the king's sons arose, each one got his mule and fled. And it came to pass while they were on their way that the news came to David, saying, Absalom has killed all of the king's sons, and not one of them is left. So the king arose and tore his garments and lay on the ground, and all of his servants stood by with their cloths torn. Then Jenoadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother, answered and said, let not my lord suppose they have killed all the young men and the king's son, for only Amnon is dead. For by the command of Absalom, this has been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now, therefore, let not my lord take, let my, not my lord the king take the thing to his heart to think that all the king's sons are dead. For only Amnon is dead. Then Absalom fled, and the young man who was keeping watch lifted his eyes and looked. And there, many people were coming from the road on the hillside behind him. Then And Jenoadab said to the king, Look, the king's sons are coming, as your servant said. So it is. So it was. And as soon as he had finished speaking, that the king's sons indeed came, and they lifted up their voices and wept. Also the king and all his servants wept very bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talamai, the son of Amulahud, the king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. But Absalom fled and went to Geshur, and was there three years. And King David longed to go to Absalom, for he had been comforted concerning Amnon, because he was dead. Amen. So at the end of this, David is reconciled and misses Absalom. Mm -hmm. And his desire is to reconnect with his son. Um, wow, what a chapter. Amen. I mean, this is these are dark days in 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 David's family, and you've got brother killing brother, and uh, you know uh, rape, uh, mm -hmm. just and then rejection, because it it sounded to me when I listened to this young lady try to talk, uh, you know Amnon into doing the right thing, that she actually liked him and said just ask the king for me he won't withhold me from you mm -hmm. you know it was you know and then after she was raped when he went to send her away she's again saying no don't mm -hmm. do that you know i'll stay and you know it just seems like you know she was it was a relationship that wasn't just one-sided mm -hmm. that she had you know responded to his affection or his love for her which turned to hate you know, it's it's a crazy story, and uh, really just shows you how how broken people are. And then I always look back at 
when David made some of the decisions he did with mm-hmm. Bathsheba and Uriah, and then the Lord said that this kind of stuff is going to plague your family, what you sowed, you're going to reap in your mm-hmm. family going forward. Man, this is this is the beginning of it, and it's a it's ugly. Amen. And it's it's crazy because a lot of this stuff <clears throat> is not instantaneous stuff. Oh no, you know, for for one for. Uh, Amnon to to think you know that he wants his sister on this level and to never go to his dad you got to ask why and then when this act happens and then Absalom also never goes to his father no, no. Tamar also never goes to her father. And I think it's because exactly what you just said, Pastor Dan. If you go one chapter before, you see the prophet Nathan calling the father out for his character. Yeah. And now he's lost the respect of dad in the eyes of his family. Well, I mean, when he didn't punish <clears throat> Amnon mm-hmm. for what he did, Absalom, she, he, and we know, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're cheating and going ahead a little bit, but Absalom does a full-blown rebellion. Full rebellion. And, uh, you know, he's the agent that that comes in and takes all of David's wives. And, you know, he's the guy that fulfills that prophetic word about what David want and all David would have had to do. And, you know, this is what happens with dads out there. And I just want to, I just want to encourage you guys out there. We, when we fall short, we feel like we don't have a right to correct yep. someone else. And that sometimes funnels down to our children. And if you're living a life of duplicity or, you know, doing wrong things, and then you you abscond or leave your fatherly responsibilities because of your own guilt and mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, how can I tell them not to when I actually am doing things that are wrong? You just do a double wrong. You do wrong by your children Amnon needed to be punished and stopped for what he did. No, and, and it says one of the reasons that it says uh, that David didn't is because David loved him and he was his firstborn and he was, oh, I like him. Well, if you love them, then you have to do the right thing because the right thing is what they need. Come on. They don't need, you know, your love to be allowing anything goes because you love them. That's not love. That's not really caring for somebody. God loves me and God helps me help stop me from doing wrong things. Why wouldn't we as dads see that? And I mean, even New Testament talks about we having earthly fathers who corrected mm. us. How much more shall we not you know, listen to the Father of Spirits and live? If, if David would have stepped into his fatherly role, because he was still sitting on the throne. Oh, yeah. All right. And, and once again, spoiler alert, in case you haven't read the book, um, <laughs> I, one of the charges, Absalom, actually, Absalom will use David sitting on the throne, but being in this almost, you could say, state of depression uh, because he's not giving verdicts over the people. Yeah. So it says later in scripture that Absalom would meet at the city gate and yeah. be like, oh, yeah. only if I was king. Yeah, yeah. And so he plays off David's like Absolutely. depression and dark area that he's in. Yeah. Um, but because we don't step in as leaders and as fathers, as parents, Absalom, we should do the right thing because otherwise the next generation will do what they think is the right thing their way. 
and that is dangerous. Being 41 and being able to pastor the 20-year-olds, I love having the opportunity to be able to see what they think would be the right decision to do in that moment. Absalom here, with an absentee coach, decided the best plan was to sin, go get him drunk, and then in the midst of getting him drunk, have a paid hit on him, yeah. and then somehow allow a lie to get back that all of the son's kids. <laughs> that, were, that, it, that's a mystery to me. Right. It's like, how did we get here? And then he goes and takes off and hides. You know, he makes this plan and then he goes and takes off and hides. Well, well one of the things that you wonder about here is um, David didn't punch it, punish Amnon for what he did. Would he have actually even punished Absalom for what he did? But Absalom sir thought he was gonna, mm -hmm. so he hit the road, and maybe he thought murder was more, you know, a bigger crime than the rape was. Not necessarily, but he does flee. Here, the other guy in this mix that just makes me mad. I'm mad at somebody in this story, and it's Jonadab, mm -hmm. this guy that comes up with the and, and tells Amnon, "Here's what you do: pretend you're sick." Call, call, ask your dad if your sister can come. I mean, Amnon, this guy, Jonadab, got Amnon to incriminate his dad because David told her to go. Mm. You go there. Now, if you're a dad of a young virgin daughter, and I don't know, let's just say she was 20. Let's say she was 14. I don't know how old she was. But especially at 14, would I be... Would I be aware of someone that's looked at her in the wrong way? Someone that has been very attracted to my daughter. If I'm, if I'm an alert father and if I'm a wise father, I would see that ahead of mm -hmm. it happening. You know, and then I would be careful about allowing my daughter to be in a situation where she could be in a compromising situation. That's like, oh, can I go spend the night at Blah Blah's house? No, you can't. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to spend the night at their house ever because we love you and we care about you and we don't want you in a vulnerable situation. And so that's another thing that this, this Jonadab just seems like the devil's advocate in this situation, the Message Bible says, where it says uh, he was a very crafty man in verse 3, it says, now Jonadab was a very crafty man. In the Message, it says, and Jonadab was streetwise. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he was a, you know, he was like, he says, yeah, he's Fonzie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who he was. You know, I don't know who, who's the character that's streetwise that people would know about today. Nick Clementson. There we right go. Here. Nick. <laughs> oh, no, that's that Nick. I mean, like famous. Is oh, there a man. YouTuber or yeah, something? I mean, like, oh, man, nothing's jumping off right here. Like, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. That very like, like, like you said, the Fonz. Like, yeah, guy that's he's in there stirring the pot. <laughs> and what gets me about it is. Two years goes by, and Absalom does not forget. No, he is yeah. uh, he's calculating, and he doesn't say a word to him, and he doesn't say, why did you do that to my sister? So what he did is he allowed room for Ammon to trust him some and to go to this sheep-sharing party. You know, I don't know what you call it, a bachelor's party <laughs> or what it was. It wasn't good. And uh, he goes, and then Jonadab is the one that tells the king, no, everybody didn't die, just Amnon. And you th when I think about it, Jonadab signed Absalom's 
I mean, signed Ammon's death warrant mm-hmm. when he talked him into doing this to Absalom's sister. Mm-hmm. And here he's still around. He's still in the family. He's like David's brother's son, so this is a cousin, mm-hmm. and he's still causing trouble. And it just tells me some about who you're hanging around with. Man. Your associations are super important. Absolutely, because it said, that's what's jumping out to me, is character will be around like character. Yeah. And when it said that in their whole little plot, something really jumped out to me was so that I may eat from her hand. Uh, well, he's supposed to be sick. He's supposed to need to get better. Yeah. He wants to eat from the sister's hand. Yeah. Whose hand are you eating from to feel ooh, better? Ooh. Is it your spouse? Is it somebody else? Is it a, a substance? Is it a uh, is it um, a website? What in uh, your life do you turn to so that you can recover, so you can vent, so you can feel better, so you can do any of these things here? You see, to eat from someone's hand is beyond intimate. Like that is not. I would not eat from another person's hand, you know. So he's saying, like you Whoa. said about the father thing, I want to bring her, her into such proximity with me. Let me say this as a husband, and I'm going to hurt some feelings, but I mean this in love. Um, husbands, you don't have female best friends. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. No, you don't. All right. You might have a, a lady in your life that is close to your family, but not you necessarily on that level isocentrically you are only to eat from your wife's hand and you need to check that in your heart because blessed are the pure heart for they should be called sons and daughters of god you see these people did not have pure hearts absalom and danabadab and all these funny named people had their own agendas in their hearts you know, mm. even David in his in his solitude, the only person that really gets messed over hard is Tamar here, oh. and it's like. And that's well, Ammon didn't come out very good in the long run. Ammon definitely got there. <laughs> yeah, I so, mean, being dead's pretty bad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing that that gets gets you here is I love the way you you did that. You know, whose hand are you eating out of? He he. How can I say this? I'm going to eat from her hand. That doesn't sound too bad now you and i both know that if some girl's over there and i've got to eat out of her hand that's weird yes you know that's just weird but eh, you know well they we know him and that's his brother and Mm. it's okay Uh. not so bad i'm telling you what not so bad becomes stinking terrible you got to be careful of that lie the enemy has used that for all of eternity that you know, oh, it's not so bad. Oh, you won't die. You'll you'll become like is, God. Is that what God said? Yeah. Did He really say that? You'll be okay. Um, be careful of that language. I've been tricked with that in my life, Same and here. just be careful with it. You know, right off the bat, something's wrong. Hey, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family, we work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453 kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, one of the things that stood out to me as a dad, uh, you know, and trying to, now I'm a granddad, my kids are all doing you know, they're all, you know, in their 30s or 40s. And, uh, but pressure, mm -hmm. you know, when something's going on and, you know, your kids are putting a lot of pressure on you. And that's what happens here. Absalom said, uh, you know, he wants the king to go. And the king says, no, we're, we're not going to go. And then Absalom says, well, let my brother go. And the king said, why? 
Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him. This is pressure, dads. We all know what that's like. We love our kids. We don't want to disappoint them. We love our wife. We don't want to disappoint her. We love our friends, whatever this is, your boss, your coworkers. All There's tons of peer pressure or child pressure or spouse pressure that comes against us. Now, it's one thing if it's just pressure and you're a lazy bum and you need to be urged into doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. There's good pressure and there's bad pressure. But when something doesn't feel right and there's pressure and pressure and pressure, you got to go with your heart. You got to go with what the word says. You got to go with what, you know, pray about it. Just say, okay, that's enough. I don't want to hear any more about it. Let me think about it. Not under the wine or the pressure of the very moment. And so for me, pressure sometimes was something I gave into and then I wished I wouldn't have later. And so be careful when it's a pressure situation. Come on. Things can go bad. Amen. Anyway, God bless you guys. Have a good day. Be great dads out there. It's important. Amen. See you, David. See you, Pastor We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.